Our gospel lesson on this fifth Sunday after the Epiphany is from Mark chapter 1, beginning with verse 29. Mark chapter 1, beginning with verse 29, and I'd encourage you to grab a Bible and follow along, not only for the reading of the, of the gospel, but also uh, as we march through it verse by verse today. Uh, Mark chapter 1, beginning with verse 29. If you are grabbing the Pew Bible there, it's, you're going to find that on page uh, 995. I read in Jesus' name. <clears throat> and immediately Jesus left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately... They told him about her, and he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door, and he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak, because they knew him. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, 
he departed and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said to him, Everyone is looking for you. And then he said to them, Let us go on to the next towns, that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, this is your word, and your word is truth. Would you lead us to know your truth, that we might understand it with our minds, more importantly, to believe it in our hearts and by the power of your Holy Spirit to to live it out in our lives. And so teach us your truth, O Lord, and allow us to live it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Our society places a high value on health. According to the latest government figures, U.S. healthcare spending reached $4.5 trillion in 2022, uh, over, which is over 17% of the nation's gross domestic product. Now, in our, we are blessed in our nation with an abundance of fresh food, clean water, and excellent medical care, all essential to health and which are not readily available to much of the world's population, and yet our society, in our society, we still grapple with diseases. And I think of my own family, a sister who passed away from cancer uh, not quite a year ago, uh, my brother who is battling it right now, my daughter who is, you know, in bed. We still are overwhelmed with disease. It's estimated that 80% of the chronic diseases that we suffer from are driven by lifestyle choices, such as tobacco use or diet, lack of physical activity, the excessive consumption of alcohol and drug abuse. The list could go on. But the fact is, the fact is, is that 100% of sickness and death is the result of sin. Not necessarily your sin. I'm not going to blame you for your your own illnesses. But the Bible is clear. Disease and death entered this world through sin. Before that, God made a perfect world and a perfect world without disease or death. Well, Jesus came into our world to do something about that. In our gospel lesson today, we discover Jesus revealed as the healer. And I want to put a little caveat on here uh, because I've been praying for some healing myself. I've had this terrible uh, sinus congestion, and you might hear a little bit of that in my voice today. And um, uh, so during the communion, I'm, I'm going to actually put on a, a mask so I don't you know, spread any germs anywhere, and I'm going to... Uh, not be greeting people afterwards. Um, so I, I find it a little ironic that I'm, I've been praying for some healing myself uh, and strength. Uh, and and uh, so far, God has given me that strength uh, to do the sermon this morning. And we're going to be talking about that. Uh, so Jesus, in our gospel lesson, is the revealer, is revealed as the healer. But Mark recounts this healing ministry of Jesus and gives it a broader context. 
to heal our physical diseases was not the reason Jesus came to our planet as God in the flesh. Jesus healed bodies out of compassion and as a sign to point people to God's redemptive plan. Jesus is called the great physician not because he heals our bodies, but because he heals our broken, sin-sick souls. Jesus said in Mark 2, uh, 17, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. In our text, we see Jesus revealed as the healer, first as the restorer of strength. The restorer of strength. Look at verse 29 and following. And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simeon and, uh, excuse me, Simon and Andrew with James and John. And now Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. Well, Jesus first healed Simon's mother-in-law, taking away the source of her illness, which whatever it was that had caused her fever. But the emphasis here is on restoring her strength. As we all know, people don't usually, don't just instantly bounce back from illness. A fever is evidence that our body is working hard to fight off an infection or some kind of pathogenic invader. Simon Peter's mother-in-law was lying in bed because her illness had sapped her strength. Jesus' healing restored her to complete health and renewed her strength as evidenced by her getting up and serving her guests. Our first lesson from Isaiah chapter 40 in verses 29 and 31 gives this promise uh, to all of us. He gives strength to the weary and increases power to the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. We are promised the strength that we need to serve God and to serve others. And it may not just be physical strength. It may be the strength of our faith or the strength of our courage. I'm reminded of uh, Gladys Allward, who went to China, uh, uh, just a, a, a diminutive woman, four foot ten, slight build. Um, and, and she went and served among the, the poorest, uh, the orphan and the widow and the prisoner. Uh, she had been going to the prison and, and witnessing there and caring for the needs of the prisoner and even the staff. And one day, a, a riot broke out in the Yangchen prison there um, in the courtyard. At the center of all the melee was a, was a man swinging a bloody uh, kitchen cleaver. Uh, several men had already collapsed to the ground, mortally wounded around him. And the warden said to Gladys, go in there and stop that. <laughs> she, she, she trembling, uh, she says, why me? And the warden challenged 
You tell us your God is all-powerful. Is he, is he or is he not? Well, he is, she said. <laughs> but only through the help of Jesus will I prevail. For the gospel of God in our Bible states, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in she went, and with, with, um, with a courage formed only by faith, she, with unexpected authority, she to- went, uh, went, marched right up to the man with the cleaver and said, hand me that cleaver. Astonishingly, he did. And then she faced all the prisoners. Now form yourselves into ranks and tell me what this is all about. Little tiny woman commanding these prisoners to behave themselves. And they did, because this is a woman who went with the strength that God gives. Well, second, we see Jesus revealed as the restorer of physical and spiritual health. Look at verses 32 and following. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick and oppressed by demons, and the whole city uh, was gathered together at the door. And he healed many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. We're going to talk more about that. Oh, not. We talked a little bit about that last week. Jesus healing those who were sick and casting out demons was itself a sign of what Jesus had already proclaimed in Mark 1.15, the kingdom of God is come near. And these are the signs that God is, is breaking in to our world, restoring physical health and restoring spiritual health. The kingdom of God is the rule of God over our lives, the rule of his righteousness. But we're unrighteous sinners, and so only in repentance and faith can we enter into God's kingdom. Jesus was reversing in his ministry the effects of sin, but those effects would not be totally eliminated until Jesus dealt with the source of sin, which is the human heart. Our psalm for today, Psalm 147, declares in verse 3, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. But the healing that we need goes deeper than just comforting our sorrowful hearts. Jeremiah 17.9 tells us the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Our hearts are desperately sick. Jesus taught that our greatest illness is a heart disease. He said in Matthew 13, 15, for this people's heart has grown dull and with their ears they can barely hear and their eyes they have closed lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their heart and turn and I would heal them. God knows that he he needs to begin with our heart which is desperately sick and needs healing. Jesus came to heal the sclerosis, the hardness of our hearts. The only remedy for that is the gospel. Jesus healed the bodies of those who were sick just in an instant. 
But the healing of a wayward heart requires the work of the Holy Spirit through the gospel to bring repentance and faith. And that brings us to the final truth we see in this passage. We see Jesus revealed as the restorer of a right relationship with God. Verse 35 says, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. In restoring us to our right relationship with God, Jesus modeled what that relationship to our Heavenly Father looks like. Although Jesus spent a long and busy day teaching and healing, Jesus, we are told, arose very early in the morning and prayed. Jesus modeled that relationship to the Father of of an intimate fellowship. Indeed, uh, that connection to the Heavenly Father, to his Heavenly Father, was more important to him than sleep, more important to him than anything else. Everything Jesus did flowed out of that relationship with his Heavenly Father. Um. Last week, we learned that Jesus' fame spread everywhere throughout all the surrounding region of Galilee. But Jesus didn't come to be famous, but to do the will of his Father. And that necessitated Jesus spending precious time in fellowship with his heavenly Father. Verse 36 and following says, And Simon and those who were with him searched for him, and they found him and said, Everyone is looking for you. You know, yeah, Jesus, come on, we got, we got more work to do here. And he said to them, let us go on to the next towns that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. And he went throughout all Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and casting out demons. Instead of playing to the crowds and their expectations, Jesus kept focus on his mission to proclaim the gospel of God. He told his disciples, let us go to the next towns, you know, because I came to preach, right? The gospel, what was was important, the good news about what God was doing to free us from our sin. We are told the content of Jesus' preaching back in Mark 1.15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe the gospel. This was the good news of God entering into Um, of us being able to enter into God's reign of righteousness through repentance and faith. Now, we know the rest of the story of how Jesus brought God's righteousness to us through his death and resurrection. 1 Peter uh, 2, verse 24 tells us, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. This is our ultimate healing, the restoration of of health that will last for eternity. We'll be given indeed new bodies that will never grow old, that will never be sick or die. Um, We will have the ultimate healing in heaven. And no matter how complete our physical healing may be here on this earth, we're still going to die. And to die without the healing of our hearts means an eternal separation from the one who made us and loved us and desires our fellowship. 
God is concerned about our physical strength and health, but these are not what ultimately matter. No matter, um, God often uses weakness and disease to draw us closer to him or to bring other people to faith in him. God used the Apostle Paul to heal many, but Paul himself was tormented by some kind of thorn in his flesh, some physical malady that God would not heal, even though Paul pleaded three times with the Lord to take it away from him. In 2 Corinthians 12, 9 is a powerful verse for all of us who experience weakness, physical or spiritual weakness, He says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will, Paul says, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses that the power of Christ may rest upon me. God doesn't always heal us, but God will always give the grace that we need in every situation to accomplish his will in our lives. Our greatest healing is the healing of our hearts as as we come to him in repentance and faith. Jesus is the giver of strength and healer of broken and sinful hearts. He restores strength and health in ways that really matter by first of all restoring us to a right relationship with our Heavenly Father. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you that You sent Jesus to be our healer, but not just the healer of our physical diseases, Lord. One day that will happen. But he came to heal our sin-sick hearts, to restore us to that relationship with you. And, And thank you, Lord, for that. And may we live out each day, depending on your strength and depending uh on the um depending on the strength that you give to serve you in all of our circumstances, no matter what. And we pray for anyone who has never received that good news of salvation through faith in Jesus, that they would find the healing of their heart that they so desperately desire and need. May they simply cry out to you even now, Heavenly Father, I believe that you sent Jesus to be my Savior. I believe that he died on the cross to forgive my sin that by his wounds, indeed, you have healed me. And I ask him to come into my heart and into my life as my Savior and Lord. And I desire to live for him, even as I believe he now lives in me. For we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.